I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, for an emergency 5.5 podcast. That's right. Eric dragged me out of my uh, home work studio all the way down here to Claremont to record because the Padres, Eric, have made not one but two moves, and we seem to be on the precipice of a third move. Man, it would be awesome if something dropped while we were recording. I am begging. Please. <laughs> yeah. I put out there on, on our podcast uh, account on Twitter, at 5.5podcast. I think that's what it is. I said, one time, God. Just announce a, a trade mid-recording. And when I say God, of course, I mean Dennis Lynn, because he has been tearing it up. Kevin AC following way, way, way behind on everything today. That, that's been almost as entertaining as the trades themselves. But um, I was sitting there for a while, and I'm like, God, dude, like, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it's <laughs> right like... Right after Christmas. Yeah. Peller was busy opening up his new... Uh, his new, uh, you know, basketball court and all his uh, sneakers and uh, workout gear and basketballs or whatever the hell he got for Christmas. Yeah. And then decided, oh, that's right, I have these pending trades. Let me call back Tampa. It's I know crazy. they need some salary relief. Yeah, relief. it's crazy. Like I got a call from a blocked number, and all of a sudden it's AJ <laughs> wanted to talk prospects and you know if it's worth it for the Snell uh, package. And I told him, yeah, AJ, you know it's time to make that trade. And and uh, you know he he really went for it. So it was uh, we finally got. Our ace. We got Blake Snell, who is he's he's an ace. I know As he, I predicted one year ago, Eric. You know, we had speculated this for a while, and we don't Quite like to while. share private conversations, but uh, we had speculated this for a while, and uh, you know, Snell is. There's people that say, "Oh, I don't like to say ace," or I like to say top rotation. He's an ace, dude. He's an absolute ace. If you look at, is he one of the best thirty pitchers in baseball? Absolutely. Then he's an if ace. you look at the numbers that he put up, especially like against the Dodgers in the world. Like, come on, dude, it's insane. It's, that it's meme, staggering. That crying meme that has the happy face mask over it. Yeah. It's absolutely Dutch. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No question. And, and to get him for the next three years, and you know, it it was two months to the day that I put the tweet out there that I said, this man is getting traded, and he's getting traded soon. And I said, welcome to San Diego. Because the writing was on the wall, man. Yeah. Like, you look at the moves, you look at the situation. How does he go back after that I, to I, Tampa? Like after There's you know, no way. They get yanked. You know, yeah, all guys, velocity dropped down. They didn't let him go more than two times to the order most of the year. But, like... From Snell's standpoint, at that point, like the biggest game of the year, how do you go back to that franchise? Yeah, there's no, there's no possible way. And the writing was on the wall with the the salary that was coming up. Anytime Gotta that player that 40 gets million to double digits, salary, if a player gets to double digits, they raise are like, oh god, they start yanking at their collar. Ooh, where can we send this guy? Like <laughs> they did it with Fam, right? And wasn't he getting like nine mil or something like that? Yeah, he was flirting with. And the they couldn't wait digits. to trade his ass, yeah. and he was solid before they traded him. So we knew he was going to be traded. It was a matter of time. The prospects ended up giving up, and you look at it when all the trades were announced, like for Nola, Clevenger, Moreland, uh, you know, not so much. But you sit there and you're like, well, shit, like who is it? Is this going to finally be the trade where Patino is gone? And somehow he was able to we- survive all of those <laughs> trades. And I was sitting there, and last night, I finally, when Dennis broke it, I was looking, I said, oh, there he goes. Yeah. Patino's gone. So it was Patino, it was Francisco Mejia, it was Cole Wilcox. And who's the fourth one? Who the fuck am I forgetting? Uh, we got Mejia. 
Patino, Wilcox. Blake Hunt. Uh, yeah, Blake Hunt. Blake Hunt. Yeah, pe- people were sitting there probably screaming, It's Blake Hunt! Asshole! John Connors crying. <laughs> How could they forget already? We shared the trash can platter. <laughs> Me, him, and Cantilla. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so those four guys. And, and when you look at it, man, yeah. and what did we say about the Clevenger deal? And moving Arias. Hey, Arias could be a great future piece, but you know what? In three blocked. years. Blocked. He's blocked by Tati. So you look at He's Blake blocked Hunt. by Abrams. You look at Blake Hunt. You look at Francisco Mejia. Blocked. Trash. Mejia's trash, dude. Like, it feels yeah. so good to not have to sit there and bitch about Mejia not getting playing time anymore. I already forgot that he exists. It, it feels really good to not have to worry about that anymore. So essentially you give up two guys that are blocked and that are have no future here. And you give up Patino, who could have a future here. And you give up Wilcox, who's far away. Like, it, it's a no-brainer for the Padres. It's a great haul for the Rays, but it feels like a win for the Rays and a mega win for us, yeah, for the Absolutely. Padres. You know, and the thing with Patino, too, don't get me wrong, like, He's only 21. I mean, he's yeah. the age of, you know, what would be essentially a college junior, uh, a college senior. Right. Um, we saw the command issues come. You know, he basically missed a year of development. The way I look at it, and, and I had mentioned this in that tweet a year ago, like, that's not, you don't trade that guy unless you're getting, like, a Snell type, right? right. Like, you, you trade him for Blake Snell. Yeah, no um, question. And I absolutely pull the trigger. And, and yeah, I think he'll be good. Um, for you athletic subscribers, uh, Keith Law and Nino Saris partnered up on a, an article this morning um, going over the trade, and one of the things Law dropped was like, yeah, in two or three years, Patino probably could be the Rays' number one starter. Yeah. But that's in two or three years. The Potters are good right now. And I brought this up off air before we started recording. We've already knocked out two of Manny's five guaranteed years. Right. You know, we only have two more, uh, three more years left of Manny. I think we, what do we have, three or four more years left of Tatis in his prime. Um, the window is now, and you have to make moves now. You know, I, I we're going to talk on the Darvish trade that we think is uh, imminent. Um, but with Snell, you get him for those three years. Like, he's here for that window. Yeah. You know, you've got Grisham for four or five more years. Um, Fam's only got one more year left. Hosmer, if it if he really did make the adjustment, he's only got a couple more years left of guaranteed, you know, whether he's going to opt in or opt out. We don't know. Yeah. So you have to take advantage of that. Um, the other thing with Pitino, too, is I feel like because he was behind, and I think he's got more upside than Morahone, um, but Morahone to me right now is, I mean, as of today, is better. You know, I have more faith in Morahone going out there uh, than I had with Patino. And that's not a knock on Patino. I think he's got the upside. But when you're the Padres and you're looking at, okay, you know, if, if you had the choice of who am I going to trade, well, who's going to hurt less? Who's going to hurt less on the major league roster to lose right now, Morahone or Patino? And unfortunately, I would have to pick Patino. Yeah, and especially I think that this year of development that was lost is huge. Yeah. Like he came up, he had control issues, and I don't really remember him having control issues in the minors um, from what I remember. Yeah. But that, that I mean, he'll lost year. two games above A-ball, too. And, and he'll be fine. I mean, it's yeah. not like that yeah, lost year no. is going to completely end him. Yes. But like you said, this is for the right now. This is what we need right now. And, you know, really, Seidler has said before uh, – Papa Seidler, Don Pedro, he has said before that, you know, this is going to be our decade. This is our decade. And, and it's great to think that way. And I, I don't think that these moves have mortgaged their future to where they're going to be trash after this three-year. But I think a three-year window where you can really go for it, I, I think that's ideal. And I think that's ideal and realistic. Like, you look at the Cubs, right? Like, they were set up like no other. They were set up in – when did they win the World Series? 2016? 
Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, three years after that, look at them now. They're selling off pieces. They're yeah. done. Rizzo's almost gone. Bryant's almost gone. Darvish is about to be a Padre. Like, if you get a three-year window and you hit on one of those years, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So if, if you trade people that don't fit into that window, and Patino, unfortunately, as much as I love him, uh, and I love Patino, dude. But Do you want to wait two years fit. for him to, uh, no, to, to fit? No, yeah. I don't want to. Like I don't want to sit there and be like, well, maybe we can piggyback him and Gore. Like, of no. course, you know, if that was the situation that we'd be put in, like, yeah, that's great. But what excites you more, a gore Patino piggyback or Snell opening yeah. day? Like, there's no question. Yeah, if you're going to get 180 innings out of Snell and Lamette, hopefully – Lamette's healthy, and there's yeah. some uh, conspiracies there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're gonna go with the proven guy, and the biggest thing too that we we had mentioned in, in a number of threads uh, that we have gone specifically the Mad Friars threads as we were trying to uh, as we were trying to consult prospect hugger uh, John Conniff <laughs> as he's trying to pump out his top thirty for the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that you know not only is Snell cost controlled, right? It's not only are you getting his prime years. Uh, in team control, you're, you're getting three years. He's his salary is set. He's not going to make more money than what he is than what he has now. You know, it's not like you're getting a guy um, and you're getting him through arbitration, right? Like, okay, I got to go through two or three years of arbitration. He's going to cost a lot of money. His salary is set in stone. Yeah. Unless you decide to rework the contract or give him an extension, he's three years. I think forty million. Um, was the uh, total thereabouts? The other, yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up, you made a uh, made a good point about the Cubs winning the World Series. Um, we've brought up since we started this podcast. There's two reasons you build up the farm system. Obviously, to create a pipeline of players um, that you can funnel into the major league roster. But the bigger one, in my opinion, is always to create currency where you can spend players instead of money to acquire guys, right? Like Blake Snell on the open market is a $30 million pitcher. Yeah, no right? Like, I mean, Darvis, like we don't view Darvis as expensive at $20 million, but in all reality, you know, if he's a free agent right now, he's probably, especially after last year, he's probably on a short-term deal, $25 million, $30 million. So this is why you build up the system, because you can get guys like Clevenger, who for two and a half seasons is still super cheap, even if you're only going to get one year out of him. Like, I don't care about any of the guys they gave up. It sucks. I like Cal and Arias and... You know, I think Naylor will be okay, but I don't care about any of the guys they gave up to get to get Clevenger, no. even if it's just for a year and a handful of starts he had uh, this past season. Um, the other thing with the Cubs too to, to note is that you know they went off for for the one year, but they're still a really good organization. You know, they still have Jason McLeod and Jet Hoyer there, and, and those guys were instrumental in building up the farm system and uh, hosing us for Anthony Rizzo. Um, but none of their prospects hit. No. You know, they held on to a lot of guys in years that maybe they could have had. Uh, you know, maybe they could have added more payroll, or maybe they could have traded for guys. Um, they never replaced like Dexter Fowler. The Jason Hayward contract was terrible, and because they don't have any prospects, or their prospects haven't hit guys like uh, Almora and uh, among others, you know, their window closed really rapidly. Whereas what Preller is doing is kind of the opposite. He's not really prospect hugging and making like the one big move. The Cubs made one big move that was to get Chapman, and that's it. Every other guy they've held on to really hasn't. I mean, what minor leaguer has panned out since? Yeah. Bodie? I mean. And he's whatever. Well, yeah. even then, like, you can't expect all of your minor leaguers to yeah, hit. That's exactly. why you hoard and hoard and hoard, and then you trade them. Yeah, you keep you trade them for pieces. Yeah, you and, keep the Tatis. Maybe you keep the. We don't know what's going on. I don't think Gore's going to go to Chicago. No way. Um, I have it on great no word way. that Cronenworth absolutely is not moving uh, to uh, Chicago. Is that what yeah. you're told? Yeah, I'm, I, I was guaranteed. I'm not personally. <laughs> but a source I follow closely, guaranteed, 
He is not moving. Okay. Um, well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's, but that's uh, very interesting. yeah, but that, the, the Cubs are a prime example because they held on. Other than Glaber Torres, they held on to a lot of their guys, and they haven't done shit. Yeah, like they have exactly. not created the pipeline. Um, that but their team was set up. Their team was set up for success. Yeah, and they had a very strong three to four year run, and yeah. they got a World Series out of yeah. it. Yeah, that's that's all you can ask for, dude. And 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 of course, the way that we're set up, like we would like to think, yeah, our prospects are going to be solid. They're going to turn out to be solid. And our our system again, it's not gutted. So uh, could we have a run down the road? Absolutely. If you extend Tatis, Manny's still here. He sticks around. Yeah, fuck yeah, you can keep going. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not concerned about it. You know. In the slightest, and and for there's people that say like, oh well, you know the Padres they don't have a lot of homegrown talent. You know, who they, gives? They a make shit. the trades. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and list. Actually, when I think about it, I'm gonna list a few different reasons on why that is actually a valid opinion. And here it goes. Zero. I fucking have none, dude. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care how the team is built. I don't care how the players get here. I don't care who's shipped out. I don't give a shit. You know why? Because at the end of the day, the players that we either drafted or signed internationally, uh, we use those players. We brought in Clevenger, who's down. Whatever. It sucks. We brought in Snell. Like, we're ready, dude. We're ready. Who gives a fuck how these players got here? So, who, who cares? Like, you know, we're not, listen, we're not the Dodgers. Um, in the in the you know, in a way where yeah, you can keep all your drafted guys because you can just go sign guys. Like you know, we're not gonna even if we've got even if we had gotten Mookie Betts, right? The Dodgers had not came in with the better offer and ate and, and eat more money. They weren't gonna give Mookie Betts three hundred million dollars. It just wasn't gonna happen, you know. Right. So we're not the Dodgers where we can splurge a ton on free agents and then just you know, uh, and and then add the minor league guys. We can't. So, well, you got something new over there? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm, we're, I'm scrolling Twitter the whole time because I, yeah, I just have a much. feeling that this Darvish trade is going to pop off while we are recording. And fucking Pimp Lord, uh, Jeremy, Pimp Lord 619, he says, Preller about to avenge the Cashner trade. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fucking great. That is. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, I mean, you know, again, like, you know, we're not going to be the Dodgers where you can blow a ton on payroll. You know, sign Clayton Kershaw to a ridiculous amount of money, sign Kenley Jansen to money, yeah. and then still be able to add three hundred million dollars in Mookie Betts. You know, we can't do that. We've got two big free agent signings in Hosmer and and uh, Machado. You know, Myers's contract, and then you just kind of you kind of have to just plug along. But that's the reason why having such a great farm system is such an advantage for a medium market team like the Padres, and that they can. St- I think right now their payroll's around one forty to one fifty. If they add Darvish, even if they add half his payroll, uh, half his uh, his yearly earnings here, if the Cubs eat any money, um, that's 160, possibly 170. If they don't need any money, it's just a salary dump. Yeah. Unless they find a way to get rid of Myers, uh, we've heard. Uh, well, I have heard that maybe they might move Davies out to save on whatever you know eight to ten mil he might make in arbitration or whatnot, just to kind of move money around. So. Well, from what we're reading on the timeline, Davies seems like a guarantee. Yeah, if it's the Darvish. See, and and the thing, the one thing I will say is that I don't like about that is that you're, yes, Darvish is head and shoulders better than Davies. There's no doubt in my mind. But now you're really relying on a Paddock bounce back and hoping that you know Morahone, Paddock, Gore, potentially, um, can fill out the back of your rotation. And I'm okay with that. Like on one spot, I'm not really hyped up about it for two spots. It also might mean more innings for like Joey Lucchese, who I'm. Yeah. I'm absolutely done with. I don't want to see him again. Um, I don't think we will. Thank goodness. But uh, yeah, that's the only thing I, I, I would fear about moving Dave because you're moving one. You're you're 
you're not really adding on to your roster. You're just interchanging pieces. And Darvis absolutely is better than Davies, but now you have to figure out, okay, well, how, who are we going to replace Davies with because now we just have a hole at the back end of the rotation. As opposed to just adding Darvish, and that just pushes Davies down to your fourth spot. So now it's just a competition for five. Yeah. So, uh, but nonetheless, very interesting. Uh, and, and I'm waiting, just like you, looking at my phone, waiting for something to break. Um, let's talk about, uh, is it Hassan Kim? Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, so they, they signed second baseman. They, yeah. Uh, they brought him in. Well, technically, he's a shortstop. Well, yeah, and, and that's another thing. We mentioned our boy John Conniff. He loves the fact that Cronenworth can play shortstop and second base. And it is nice to have your second baseman be able to be your backup shortstop. So, yeah. in this case, checks that box. It's great. You know, you look at the – I've never been one for Zips projections and for, you know, projections, whatever. I've never been big on that. But if you look at the numbers and what they are projecting for Kim, it looks great, dude. Yeah. It looks great. My only issue – my only issue is when players come over – it, it's kind of like you, you can't in one breath say, well, the competition over there is about anywhere from AAA to 4A, and then sit there and see those numbers and be like, well, hell yeah, they're going to do that here. So I, at, He's absolutely not going to slug 570 here. Of course not. So it's just like at, at some point I do feel like we need to temper our expectations, but when you have someone like Eno, uh, Eno Sarah saying, hey, you know, he's probably going to be like Gene Segura, I'm yeah. cool with that. He would land, and he's only. T- I, I was mentioning this I'm off very air. Cool he, with that. he just turned twenty five in October. Yeah. So he, we're getting him for his full twenty age twenty five season. Um, so if they gave him like a, a five or six year deal, well, great. We get him through twenty five age twenty five into his early thirties, which is going to be his prime. Um, if you guys haven't seen the zip projections, he projects to be about four wins above replacement during the run his run. Uh-huh. Uh, about a three, I want to say three fifty and around four seventy to four eighty slugging. As a second baseman, that's a stud. Oh, even yeah. if he doesn't, sl- even if he slugs four fifty, he doesn't have know? to do much as a second baseman. No, especially because of his defense. Like I think the big thing about Cronenworth, like the times we saw him at short, he looked pretty good. He looked really good at second. Yeah, but you're moving, you know, a, basically a, a, a very good shortstop over to second base, um, and as long as he can figure out the second base footwork, I think that works. I think that makes your defense that much stronger. Um, and. He does not have like we don't need him to come in here like we needed Grisham to hit right because we you know we needed a center fielder who could play every day and get on base like with Kim yeah we need him to hit but we don't need him to hit that well we don't need him to come out and, and be thirty percent above league average if he's putting up a three fifty on base batting in like at this point the seventh hole <laughs> yeah great great because for the money he's gonna get uh, in, in a market and in a year where. Teams are really crying poor, even though we know billionaires made more money this year. Right. Uh, teams are really crying poor and pointing to you know lack of revenue and, and things like that. Um, this is really smart by Preller because if he can get a guy who would probably make a lot more money, he'd probably be like a DJ LeMayhew type, which is what he sounds like. If we're going to do like a, a you know a comp, maybe he's DJ LeMayhew. Yeah. Um, in Colorado, not so much uh, Yankee Stadium DJ. Oh, uh, bummer. But, but still, no, a, no, a, a very good player. Yeah, yeah, a very good player. You know, that guy would be a popular free agent in most markets. With speed, too. I like that. Yeah, with speed. Because the Padres showed last year that they like to be aggressive on the base pass. Yeah. They like to steal. So if uh, havoc. if we can add another piece like that into the lineup, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, um, And and I, I think that what you said about the you know having to produce and not really needing him to produce is good. Yeah. Because there's not going to be a lot of pressure on him just because of 
you know, who he's surrounded with in our lineup. Uh, not that I really think that he would be someone that would crack under pressure, just judging by the short clips that I've seen of oh. just the absolute. Oh, he's going to fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he he definitely seems like so he seems like a young man that oozes confidence. Yes, and so I don't think that'll be an issue. I think he'll be fine there. But in case there's any any, he's going to have some hiccups. There's going to be any inkling of it being period. an issue. I, I I think would be washed away. Yeah. But, because um, yeah. even it, right now, it kind of brings up a question though. Like he had, he had a fair amount of suitors, and I feel like you're not going to sign that type of person without giving him the promise that he's going to play every day. He's and absolutely, and play. it's been said that he's going to be this everyday second baseman. We yeah. have rookie of the year Candidate. finalist yeah. um, Jake Cronenworth, who did well last year, and it's like, well. Are we trading Cronenworth? Is he going to be an extra piece? Is he going to be the profar next year? Uh, some people are saying he's going to the outfield, and then Kevin Acey says he is not moving to the outfield. So yeah, I'm but like, who's, who's what's going to happen? Number what's one, let, with Cronenworth? Let's just make a clear point here. Ever since uh, ever since Uncle Ron stepped down, <laughs> Acey hasn't broken anything. No, yeah, except uh, I maybe, think he was trying to push that. Like, hey, Cronenworth's not moving anywhere. See, guys, see, yeah. see, Dennis didn't have that <laughs> jackass. So. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Um, this is the way I look at it. I don't think they're going to trade Cronenworth. I mean, if they do trade Cronenworth in the U Darvish deal, like, I'd be bummed, namely because, uh, you know, I think that losing Profar's versatility um, does hurt a little bit. And I think Cronenworth is, like, the perfect guy to step up and kind of take that position. Like, I'm not willing to give Profar, like, a, a multi-year deal. No. Just because he was... Especially pretty, not now. Yeah, he's pretty mediocre up until last year. And last year's still a very small sample size. Um, and Profar being good for like a month and a half in a two-and-a-half-month season, you know, that that's not going to convince me to to really go out and, you know, here's a two- or three-year deal. And I think Cronenworth steps up perfectly, namely because unlike Profar, he can play an adequate or better shortstop. And I don't think it'd be hard to to envision him learning to play like left field adequately. Yeah. Um, I mean, they stuck Mateo out there. <laughs> Yeah, so so I think point. that's where he fits in right now. Is that if you're going to give uh, Hassan Kim 400, 500 plate appearances at second base, then yeah, you know you're going to yeah, Cronenworth can play second. Uh, he can play short. Ideally, eventually, uh, the league will come back here in the next year uh, before the season starts, uh, which still might be pushed out. By the way, we haven't really talked about that, but we still no. might. We haven't uh, talked about anything. Yeah, last yeah. Well, months. we haven't talked about that in this episode, but we yeah. still might be. You know more than three months away uh, from, from things really getting going. But, you know, hopefully they do a collective bargain agreement uh, or, they you know, they bargain to have the DH back. Um, I think that was popular. I think the owners want it. Um, so, and I, and I know the union wants it. So hopefully uh, the union and ownerships uh, will go ahead and agree with that. Because if that if that's the case, then great. Now you can use Cronenworth to basically plug in wherever. Yeah. Uh, and you can use the DH Last year, how they used it once uh, Hosmer got back, and that's basically as like a rotating, a rotating day off, right? Revolving door, basically. Yeah. Hey, go play third. You know, we're going to give Manny a, a half day off. Hey, Cronenworth, go play short. We're going to give Tatis a half day off. Haas, take a half day. Fam, take a half day. You know, I, I think that's the best way. So hopefully, and, and obviously the front office is going to have more in the know about what the chances of that are uh, than we do. Um, but I think that's where Cronenworth slots in. Now, if he does happen to get traded, well, then I think Mateo's your next guy up because they let Garcia go. Yeah. But they can always bring Garcia back on you know, a cheaper deal. But right now, if if what I'm reading is correct, that Cronenworth is concretely not going anywhere. Absolute fact. If that does turn out to be the case, I think that's where he slots in. He's going to get you're, – you're still going to get him 
two, three hundred plate appearances, maybe more, just kind of filling in here and there and, and playing the super utility role. I think that last year, Cronenworth had a very good month and a very shit month. I'm looking it up. So I'm trying to find his splits. Oh, if they happen to move him and sell high, it's not so bad. I'm all I'm all good with that. He's a tw- he was a 26 year old rookie yeah. that had a two month span. So that's why I'm I'm looking at it. It's like yeah, like he he was he was fun to watch last year. Uh, yeah, he's cheap. Yeah, he could be here for a while. But part of me also thinks that you know we just signed Kim. So if Cronenworth is the final piece, so to speak, to get a trade done, whether it be for Darvish, which you know it's concretely not going to happen from what we've heard from very reliable sources. Um, I'm I'm okay with them trading him. Maybe there's another trade in the works because my mind is always thinking, what's next? What's and next? I think what's that's next? Preller what's too. next? I think it's the same thing. Well, yeah, that's why we get along so well, he and I, AJ <laughs> Preller. So long term uh, booking. Yeah. So like I'm I'm looking at it and I, I'm looking at the rotation, not so much this year. Yeah, this year, but more so next year. So you have Snell if the Darvish trade comes through. You have Snell. You have Darvish. You have Lamette. You, you have Clevenger. Clevenger. You have Gore. Who did we not mention there? Paddock. Paddock. Who do we not mention Morahone. there? Morahone. Like, there's other moves that could be coming. So, yeah. it's like, where is that move, though? See, I think the way it's going to work out, like I you said... You can't keep everyone. Yeah. It's impossible. True. But I think with, because because with Clevenger, knowing for sure, factually, he's not throwing until at least 2022, I don't think... I think I'd be very hard-pressed to see Morahone and or Paddock get moved maybe one of them gets moved like in this deal like if they said hey we'll do darvish for morahone straight up uh, if you guys eat the cash i would do something like that i'd rather give up somebody like weathers because again i think it hurts the major league roster more and your chance of winning right now more to trade a guy who's already up and who's already been contributing morahone as opposed to weathers who like yeah great he looked great in what a third you know two-thirds of an inning or whatever he threw in in the playoffs but like i'm not banking on that i still think he's a couple years away from being like a, a regular you know, starter or reliever, whatever he's going to be in the major leagues. So, and I mean, I I feel like I'd be cool with doing with what the Rays do, where you have solid starters and then just like great swingmen, yeah. or like multiple inning ro- uh, relievers yeah. in the back end of your of your uh, pen. Well, like how is, I wanted to use Lamette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which which would be great. But so what what we're reading and what it's what it's looking like on Twitter, and of course things can always change. You never know. But it's looking like Darvish would come to San Diego. Um, and Caratini, his uh, personal catcher, would come to San Diego. And some of the pieces that are being thrown out there is Davies sounds like it's a lock. The Davies is gone. It sounds like Weathers is gone. And it sounds like Owen Casey is gone, which would be another 2020 draft pick yeah. that A.J. Preller traded along with Cole Wilcox. So it's like I told you before I started recording, there were five rounds in this trade. or There's five rounds in this last draft, and Preller has now traded, once this is done, 40% of his 2020 draft class, which is just unreal. But we still to get me. to keep good old uh, Robert Hassel at third, RH3. So Yeah. So yeah. If, but if you have, like, if you get six years combined of Darvish and Snell... Fuck it. And you get Caratini. <laughs> like, Caratini's not going to be... I mean, his he's upside... A, he's a backup. Yeah, I mean, I mean his upside is, like, borderline starter, but, like, who, he's a, if he can get four or five years of him on the cheap as a solid backup catcher, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, basically replaces what Blake Hunt is is projected to be. Is That's your backup catcher. So, I'm all for that. I'm waiting. Like, I don't know how long you want to draw this out <laughs> to try to see if we get breaking news. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it's going to happen, man. It sounds like it's very close. You're starting to see people saying like, oh, hey, I think Cubs fans are about to lose their shit. Yeah. You're seeing that on the timeline. You're seeing the anonymous, like, nobody's on Twitter that, you yeah. know, peddle out the, the rumors that they pick up. The eyeball sort. emojis. Yeah. yeah, you're starting to get a lot of those. Where you're getting, like, the anonymous guys or the guys nobody follows or knows and you know, they, they act as if they're in the know, and this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did see something that said, like, Davies, Darvish, Caratini are the major league pieces. Um, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm not worried. I almost said worried. I'm, I'm wondering about the financials in the Darvish deal because if it is Weathers, Casey um, – who else do Davies. we mention? Davies. I mean, Davies is about ten mil next year, so yeah, that kind of offsets it a little bit. But like, they obviously they need to dump that money, so we would be taking on the money, the Padres for Darvish. But then you still have Will. So part of me in my mind was like, hey, maybe we'll figure out a way to uh, have Will in there. Maybe another piece. Maybe Campesano. So you play for Andy Green, and we get Bryant <laughs> back. That was my that was my thoughts. But if if the Padres still have Will Myers and they're adding an extra twenty mil, well, for this year be ten for Darvish, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and, and I have a lot of faith in Don Pedro in uh, Papa Pete. But I'm wondering at what point is it too much, and at what point we start to draw back. Uh, you look at we have Myers in left. There's talk about maybe Cronenworth goes left again. We heard from AC. What's up, Fam? We have Fam. He's so, probably not going to make. That At much what point? arbitration because he missed so much time. But is Myers going to be gone? I don't think so. You think they hold on to Myers? I think for a couple reasons. Number one, he's owed a lot of money. And, yeah, he had a stellar 60 games last year. Um, what I've heard about Myers is that uh, you know, basically what he's admitted is, you know, he can be a head case and, and get down on himself. And um, I think a team trading for him would probably have to accept the fact that him being traded – you know, after everything that's gone on, and especially after a good year where they made the playoffs and he was a big part um, of of what ended up being a, a great Padres team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would that might hurt him mentally, and a team would know would have to know that taking that on and maybe that he doesn't pan out. Um, I don't think if, if they do send Davies to the Cubs, and we're just going to guess he makes $8 million, then you're adding Darvis. I think Darvis is like 18 I or 19. Just, I, I saw 10 for Davis. 10? Yeah, so let's say he makes 10. I don't think Darvis is at 20 this year. I think he's like at 18 or 19. I could be wrong. But we'll, do, we'll, we'll say 20, just play with even numbers. Right. Um, you're only adding $10 million of payroll. Like, yeah, but you added 10 with Snell also. Yeah. So I guess well, at I the mean, end of the day, if you add Snell and Darvish yeah. and you added... Two aces mil. for twenty million dollars. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take you know, it. I don't think they're. I don't think they're hurting because that still puts them at one. I want to say, based on what I read on Twitter, one fifty-two. Um, I think the other thing you have to take in consideration this year is that um, as the vaccine starts to roll out, uh, we've seen. You know, we're seeing people get vaccinated probably by the middle to end of the year. I don't think things will be back to normal, um, but I do think you'll see fans in the stands, uh, even if it's partial capacity i think if 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 they could pull off i think we told ownership groups uh, or ownerships hey you can have as many people in the stands as we had for the world series i i think fans would be or i think ownership would be uh would be enamored with that idea yeah no you question know, you know hey ten thousand, you know whatever um you know and so I, I do think there's also that to be considered and ownership is probably considering like hey at some point we're gonna have some amount of fans you know in the stadium so that'll help the you know revenue sharing um, that's gonna help. Uh, that's gonna help our revenue with you know at Petco Park with ticket sales and merchandise and concessions and things like that. Parking, uh, all the things that the Padres pull cash on. 
um, in ballpark revenue ads, obviously. So I, I think that's something to be considered. And I don't, I don't think if they do trade Davies, that's the benefit, right? I hate the idea of, you know, you kind of take away from the rotation, um, even though the top of the rotation is much stronger uh, if you swap those two out. Um, it's a lead if Lamette's healthy. But if you do move him, that's the good news, is that you're really only adding Darvish for $10 million, and you will have added two of the best starting pitchers, uh, one of which won a sign a couple years ago. Darvish was a runner-up this year. You could have made a strong argument for him. Um, for $20 million, I think that's pretty good. And you're still under, well under the, you know, the luxury tax. Um, and it still gives you some flexibility, too. But we also don't know what, what Kim's going to make. I would imagine Kim's probably around the seven. I, I would imagine with Kim on the roster, they're probably floating around 160. There was, also, there was also uh, reports earlier that they are going to backload the Kim deal. Yes. So that the first couple of years, while Myers is still here, yes. he's not making as much money, which is smart and also says maybe Will stays. So yeah. it's just, I would love to keep Will. I think we, Will's we've been stay. big Will fans, yeah. and yeah. but then part of me, dude, <laughs> I, I've been wanting to learn from my mistakes, and I'm gonna, I'm not equating the two players. I, I'm not trying to compare the two players, but I remember hating Chase Headley, and then I remember wanting to give him five seventy five <laughs> after he had that big second half. So part of me is like, God, dude, like. Is this the instance where we should have traded Headley right there? Is that this for Will Myers? I don't think so because number one, I don't think uh, like Will. Will was good that year he made the All Star team, but he wasn't great. He was good, namely because he was on a terrible Padres team. But uh, you know, if he had not made the All Star team, like I don't think that would have been a snub. Um, secondly, um, especially I mean, he might not have even been the best player on the Padres that year. Like that might have been Pomeranz, right? Um, that year. But um, I think with Will, a couple things. I, I mentioned, you know, the the uh, the his makeup, his mental makeup. It is well known throughout the league, like that, about his mental makeup. Like it's it's known, like yeah, that that's just kind of how he is. He's also been very truthful and honest, as we've mentioned countless times about it. And I think the league knows that, and I think that the Padres having trouble dealing him, you know, uh, in the past. That's played up to it. I think we know what the ability is and what the ceiling could be. You know, what he is, you know, peak performance. We saw it in a short sample. But I don't think he gets moved strictly for money purposes. And he's only got, what, two years left? I think he's this year and next year. Right. 21 and 22. Well, this upcoming year in, in 2022. Um, like I said, because they're backloading deals. And, because and a team it, option. Yeah. Well, we're clearly going <laughs> to buy that out. Yeah, yeah. We're. I hope he. I, I clearly. I hope he puts his house on the market. Yeah. Uh, here pretty soon. Here he's got a couple of good options uh, as far as realtors go. Uh, he here does. In San Diego. Yes, he does. From what uh, we've heard. Yeah. yeah. He's got. He's got the uh, future slam dunk Hall of Famer, Miss Woods, Mrs. Woods. Excuse me. And then he's got uh, All Star prospect, Mister Mazzone. He sure does. Yeah. But he sure uh, does. I think he's. I heard Preller's trying to trade Mazzone though. <laughs> Mazzone slipped. He yeah. spoke Spanish around Preller. <laughs> He's like, all right. Yeah. He's like, you're out of here. Vaya con Dios. Yeah, don't tell. Peace uh, out. I'll make sure to keep my fiance quiet when we're in the presence of AJ Preller. Yeah. Um, but the big thing about Will, too, is again, it's, you know, it, I saw a poll that said which would hurt the least, you know, losing, Cronenworth or Myers. I mean, from a value aspect, obviously, Cronenworth would hurt, would hurt the most to lose because he's young, he's cheap, he plays middle infield. Um, but we just got Kim. So Cronenworth, as far as I'm concerned, is a backup. Who are we going to replace with Myers if we do end up dumping that salary? Like, who's going to go to right field? I don't think Cronin's worth bad. You know, Cronenworth was good for a month, and then he was terrible for a month. I think he's somewhere more in the middle. Um, but he's not – I don't think he projects as, you know, offensively to be a right fielder. Um, and who else do you get? You know, unless they do your dream trade where 
we just take the salary dump and then we take on Chris Bryant for a year. Yep. Hey, great. That's my dream. Yeah, that's your dream trade. Yeah, hey, great. You know, go to right field, Bryant. But um, I don't think the Cubs are going to do that. I think they're going to trade Bryant separately if they trade him at all or just take the draft pick or do a, a midseason uh, trade. Yep. So I think Will stays. And, again, the question, the question still remains – who would you replace him with if you lost? Even if he's a league average bat, right? Is that worth the first contract? No. But losing a league average bat, you know, that that can make a big difference in a lineup, especially when he's in the bottom of the lineup and he's giving you depth. Let's take Austin Nola, for example. Austin Nola did not set the world on fire offensively when we got him. He got to slow down, which makes sense. He's yeah. trying to learn a new pitching staff. And, exactly. You know, it's, it's a mid Which he trade. did great at. Yeah. So. so but he was – as far as I know, I think he was pretty close to league average offensively. Plus his defense. You saw how big of an impact an average hitter can make uh, considering what he's replacing. So if we lose Myers, even if Myers is an average hitter, you know, and we're stuck running guys like, I don't know if he's still on the team, but Greg Allen or Mateo, right? We just have like Brian a... Brian O'Grady. Yeah. We have, <laughs> yeah. You know, we have like a revolving door of, of right fielders. Right? It's like kind of like when we had a... Jose Cruz Jr. in left, and I was like, well, he worked out for a month, and now he sucks, so now we got to go find somebody else. Yeah. You know, I, I think that makes a big impact. So if you're going to tell me, hey, you know, Will's contract is his contract. They're, 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 it is what it is. It's not going to change. It's two more years. Yeah, it's, and it's two more years. If he's going to give me league average or better offensive production, you know, with decent base running for the next two years, I'm okay with him staying here. I don't think you move him unless you have a slam dunk replacement that's going to fill in um, – and replace the production, not just be a body out there, but actually like, hey, we're going to move these guys out and you know, we're going to be as good, maybe better, without Will and this new body. If you can't find that guy, then just leave him here. John Heyman, 10 minutes ago. Darvish deal to Padres appear close. Talks revolve around four or, or so for two deal with Darvish personal catcher Caratini, likely joining him for two going to SD. So he says Cubs trying to... Or Cubs trying for some MLB experience in return, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Pitching. good. So that kind of... That Puts about what we're saying, right? Weathers, who seems relative. I mean, he broke the roster last year in the playoffs, which, you know, cir- uh, under different circumstances, he doesn't. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so Davies, that makes sense. They need pitching, uh, MLB experience. He's he's got that. So Davies fits that bill. Uh, and then if you look at maybe three other pitchers, there's Owen Casey or uh, prospects Owen Casey. There's uh, Ryan Weathers, and then who knows. Yeah, so, and if they're going to take on Davies, I think, like I mentioned earlier, you just count that as basically like salary relief for the it's like it's, it's equivalent to the Cubs sending cash. They're just getting player uh, a player in the form of salary relief as opposed to a salary dump. Yeah, um, it, and it the Cubs aren't bad. Like, didn't the Cubs make the playoffs? Did they make the playoffs last year? I mean, I think that NL Central was trash. I mean, but they made it? it. I mean, yeah, you know, sure, they made, they it. made I mean, it. You know, the Giants made it a couple of years. Padres made it 82 and 80, what, yeah. in 06 yeah, or whatever the Cardinals, it was. the Cardinals beat us one year when we were actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they made it. You know, it's not like the Central is like, you know, I mean, who's in the Central that's chasing them? Like, Cincinnati's not going to be as good next year. Um, so I think they can still be competitive, which would make sense with the Davies pickup. Yeah. You know, they want to be competitive. Yeah, they're going to lose something, but, you know, they can slot Davies in as like a poor man. You know, a wish app, uh, a wish app Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. <laughs> this, someone responded to the Heyman tweet. He says, Potter's GM is on Coke. <laughs> you might be right, sir. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> um, there's all kind of, but there's three different Cokes. There's uh, Twitter Coke, there's oh, uh, boy. Okay. Coca-Cola, and there's cocaine. Yeah. So which one? So. Moving forward, uh, I think this puts an end to our hopes and dreams of uh, 
having Trevor Bauer at the top of our rotation. Yeah. I'm not I, mad I at so. it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. And a big thing to remember about Bauer, he's only had two good seasons, and one of them came, and this is my new favorite word, truncated. Came in a truncated season. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Bauer. Yeah, I like Bauer as a talent, and I like Bauer as, like, he's hell-bent on getting better. Um, I don't buy the whole, oh, he's a self-made man. Like, this guy's, you know, he, he didn't live a, a rough life here, you know, throwing uh, throwing sock balls and catching them with milk carton gloves. Yeah. But... <laughs> But uh, he uh, he is a very driven player. I think him coming over, you know, with his experience and you know, uh, basically uh, pitch engineering um, would be huge. But Darvish can do that. You no know, the question. Cubs, you know, the Cubs had that. Snell can do that. Yeah, Snell can. And Snell's why you know. There's uh, you know, I saw in, uh, you know people excited about Snell coming over because he he had a lot to do with uh, what's the, the other stud on the race? Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, Glasgow. Yeah, in the. You know that he was very close to him and helping him, you know, develop pitches and work mechanics and you know changing his. Uh, that was his more approach. of a mentality but, aspect, also. Yeah, but it's still as far as approaching and the way that you attack batters. Yeah, but it's still an approach. I right? know the calculator crew hates, but I love hearing false, shit like because, that. False because false because even if it's just it's it's no different than an approach at the plate, right? I remember Chipper Jones used to tell Josh Hamilton, "Hey, take your walks, man." You don't have to sit there and swing at everything. Like, it's not a mechanics thing. It's not even a sabermetric thing. But it's basically telling him, hey, go up there with a, an approach and a mindset and take your walks when you give him. If, if he's over there telling Glasnow, hey, you know, you don't have to sit there and try to smoke and mirrors these guys. You throw hard. Throw hard up in the zone. Throw your fastball by him and set up your breaking ball. It might sound simple. It might not be, you know, advanced metrics and all that pitch design and engineering. Who gives a shit? As long as it works. If yeah. he goes up there and tells Paddock, hey, man, get rid of this two-seamer. Stop trying to throw a breaking ball. Just do what you do best. And it works. Great. Uh, the other thing I wanted to make a, a point out, um, I know you get on me about, like, clubhouse stuff. You know, and uh, we were talking about uh, off-air. Uh, Tommy Pham pushed really hard to get Snell. Oh, yeah. And uh, Love see, it. here's the thing. Like, I think being good in the clubhouse, I think most clubhouses are fine. And everybody's buddy-buddy and friends. And, they, you know, they get along. And it's like a brotherhood. The, to me, this is, like, character makeup this is why like i understand why the padres like hosmer even though he was terrible up until this last year it's 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 the character makeup right it's like player makeup it's tommy fam who is noted for having good makeup and being very driven um you know good teammate pushing for another guy who's noted to be very driven and have good makeup so yeah he's I, like I hey like i've yeah. been in tampa and we've had success and i know what he brings yeah and i know that he would fit here yeah and i know that i know what we need right now and this is what we need so go get him yeah i love that i mean you know they're they're boys of course they're gonna yeah, they're buddies they're gonna hit the strip club matching sweatpants i'm sure <laughs> both stained. of them both of them uh, i mean they're not gonna go to pacers maybe they'll go to little darlings they should just go to adelita's i feel like they're safer in tijuana <laughs> yeah maybe they'll go down to tj get some chinese food together uh but that, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But yeah, man, I, I just I can't get over the fact I can't get over the fact that when I mention those names, uh, you know, Clevenger, Lamette, uh, Snell, what world Darvish, are we living in? Gore, like I can't get over the fact that Paddock and Morahone are not in there. There's gonna be a trade. There's gonna be another trade. I think trade. Paddock's value is down but, the toilet right now. But That's but then the question line. is, where is the trade? Because you look at it and in right foot, and this is you know a year or so down the line. But if you look at right field, when Will is gone in two years, if he sticks around through this, when Will is gone, guess what? Grisham gets slotted over to right and most likely you have Abrams in center field, unless yeah. he's shipped somewhere. Or but Hassel that doesn't look like it. Or Hassel. You know, yeah. And that's two years down the road, which seems well, pretty, pretty on track. Speaking of Abrams, I'm glad you brought him up. 
Speaking of Abrams, uh, if Kim signed what I assume is a five-year deal, like Kim. Oh, that's a good point. His offensive ceiling. He's a shortstop yeah. moving over to second. And it's not like he's a shortstop with question marks about short. Yeah. Which Abrams could figure out. He's really young. But he's already a probably major league caliber shortstop moving over to second base. Yeah. His offensive ceiling is what you're hoping to get out of Abrams. That may very well make Abrams expendable. Now I would not say uh, that. No, I, I, I thought you were going that that cements him in center field. It could too. Yeah, I one think or the other. I think it more so cements him in center field than it, it says, hey, he's him. gone. Yeah, it blocks him so you have to figure out. There's no way they're yeah. not going to trade. They're not going to trade Abrams without a full season, at least one full season yeah. in the minors to see what he what he has. Yeah. There's no way it would I would be, to be floored if they trade him. If they if the Cubs offered you Darvish, salary relief, and Bryant, would you trade him? <laughs> I don't know where you're going to put Bryant in this scenario. Wait, say again. If the Cubs offered you Bryant, Darvish, and half Darvish's contract, would I include just, Abrams yeah. in that deal? It's one year of Bryant, um, but again. We and it's Darvish. We, at we like just we just goals. mentioned though the window, so yeah. the answer would have to be yes. Yeah. If we're sticking to that, yeah. uh, do I like that long term? No. No. But did the do the Cubs kick themselves for trading away Torres, yeah. knowing that Chapman helped them get a World Series? Well, I mean, he did everything in his power care. to not help them. <laughs> he did. He did. But I don't think they care as much. No. Sure, they might. And Torres might is not exactly. Uh, He's not quite a superstar just yet. He's very close. I mean, he's he's, he's a very great good player. He's, he's a, a great, great player. Great he is fucking a great player. player. But I don't think the Cubs are missing him. The name because Baez broke out. Um, yeah, but he's another one that's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, so I, I do think you're, I I think that uh, I don't think Abrams would be traded right now. Like Abrams to me right now is like, hey, we're gonna go out and I don't know who's a starter that you know. Maybe the maybe the Rays decide. Glass, now you're going to start making some money. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? But it does make it does make Abrams more interesting as far as what they're going to do with him now because he's not playing second base. Oh, at he this point. no, he's going to center. Unless I mean, they, you never know. What if Kim doesn't tra- work out? Yeah. Unless they, but if he's five year guaranteed money, he's going to be on the team. But yeah, uh, maybe he's a backup. Will but. he? Will he be? <laughs> They'll eat it. I don't know if they'll eat four years, four, three or four years worth of contract. Maybe they dump him. Yeah. But who knows? But ideally, in a in a in in the ideal situation, he's an everyday second baseman. And now you got to figure out, you know, maybe they trade Grisham to reload. Who knows? Maybe Grisham doesn't profile in right field. I'm not saying he doesn't. He does right now. But maybe they decide, you know what? We don't want him in right field. Well, that's why. That's another reason why I'm glad that these moves were made because with the seasons, I mean, it's a short season. It's two months. With yeah. the two months. I mean, again, and, and, and we'll say it again, it was a short season that doesn't count, first of all, because it's 60 games and not 162. So it was two months. So you look at Cronenworth, you look at Grisham, they both had hot streaks. They both had ice cold streaks, like ice cold. Yeah. And I don't know if we should sit there and bank on that to be the future. So for them to go out and actually make the moves, now sure – I mean, second base, you can say they upgraded. If you want to count Kim as a, a slam dunk upgrade, sure, they upgraded there. But for them to make the moves to get better, whether it's not like exactly that same position, but it's a separate position, if that makes sense, as a pitcher. Yeah. Like for them to actually actively improve their team and not just sit back and be like, hey, we had a good team. We had a good run. Let's just go do it again. That's what makes me real happy about this. Also. Yeah, they're not satisfied. Because you could argue um, – you, I mean, you could argue that you know, hey, if they had Lamette and Clevenger, um, you know, for more than a combined one inning of play and a couple pitches of playoff work, you could argue that they had a very good chance at competing with and possibly beating the Dodgers. You know, they played one close game out of what three, so 
if you had, you know, your two best starters, I don't care what team you are. If the Dodgers lost like Bueller and Kershaw, they'd be fucked in the playoffs. I don't care how how good you are, unless you just have incredible depth. If you lose your two best starters, like it's going to be hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. I'm glad that the Padres are not sitting here saying, okay, we're going to bank on Lamette's help. Um, who knows? He might be fine for all we know, but you don't know. He you know, ended the season. Uh, supposedly he was fine, and then we never saw him again. Um, they've already lost Clevenger. They just picked up arguably the best left-handed pitcher that was available uh, on the market, free agent, uh, trade, or otherwise. And now they're pushing hard for what appears to be, as we try to drag this out, <laughs> an imminent trade for Darvish. I like that they, you're right, they're not happy with, hey, we have a really good team, so we're just going to go, you know, we're just going to run with it. You know, we're, we're really good now. It's, it's, it, it goes back to what I what I told you about the Cubs, right? right? Like the Cubs basically banked on, hey, we won a World Series, we have a really good team, we're satisfied with our team, we're not really going to make any more moves. You know, I think I don't know if they picked up Quintana before or after they won the World Series. I feel like it was after. I want to say he was on that team. Was he may have been? I have no idea. But that, like, I don't recall the Cubs ever making like a big move after that. You know, they, they, none of their prospects worked out. They never really made a big move to uh, to supplement the major league roster. It was like, hey, we won, so we're just going to ride out this window. And Preller seems to be the complete opposite. It's like, hey, you know, yeah, we we won and we had a good year, but you know what? I'm not I'm not happy with this. I'm not willing to bank on. You know, Lamette and Snell by themselves. Let's go ahead and get you, Darvish. Yeah. Um, another thing too, uh, Castleville tweeted out when we want to talk about like positions and what are we going to do with Cronenworth and and uh, and Kim and, and now you're bringing up Abrams, who realistically still probably be two years away, but that's still within the window of ideally Kim producing, and obviously Tatis will still be here mm-hmm. um, and Manny. Um, Castleville is told like, why do we? Why does there have to be like an obvious fit? Like, why can't we just have like versatile? It's, it's not a direct quote, but so like the Dodgers have a lot of guys who play all over the place. You know, Kike Hernandez was not an outfielder when they got him; he was a second right. baseman. And, and Chris Taylor was a shortstop. And they're basically like, here's an outfield, go go play center and left. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that Cronenworth can be that kind of player. You know, so um, it could be the same thing for Abrams. We're like, hey, you know, we'll worry about a spot with him when he comes up. We'll worry about you know Cronenworth when the season starts, but. Um, let's just load up on as many good players as we possibly can and then just let itself uh, work itself out. Will they still need to sign another arm if they do this uh, Darvish trade? I would say yes. Because uh, do, do you think... If it's Davies going, then yes, yes, I would like to see them sign or pick up another arm. Because look at this one. Look at the, the rotation for next year after this trade. You have Snell, you have Darvish, you have Paddock, you have Gore, and you have maybe Morahone. Where's Lamette? He's not there. Oh. Do, you th- do you think he's going to be healthy next year? Face Like, come on, dude. No. If you had to be honest, if you had to give I, your honest opinion, be honest opinion, is he it's going? Fi- it's 50-50. Okay. I 50-50 would say 50 for him to start the season on the roster or for him to have a complete season? Start to finish. Start, no, no, no. No, 50-50 is like you get maybe you get 100 to 120 innings out of him. You think that's a toss-up, a 50-50 toss-up? I think it's a toss-up that he pitches it I don't think year. it's 50-50. No? You think it's for sure he's done? I think he's done, dude. I would – I would. you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm the optimistic one of the two, obviously, well, of us, obviously. Um, so I, I don't know how – You've got to sign another arm. You yeah. have to. No, I, I agree. That's why I don't want to trade Davies because I'm okay with Davies, like, being in the middle of the rotation if your top two guys are Snell and Darvis because – you're basically guaranteed to almost guarantee you're you're as close to guaranteed to compete for two out of every five games. You just got to figure out that third game, figure out that third. You know you're you're going to compete and have a good chance to win two out of every five. Yeah. Figure out the third one 
and then you're going to win, you know, some of the four and five games. So, that, yeah. but that's why I don't want to trade Davies. That's just, you know, as as excited as I am to get Darvish, that's something that makes me nervous. Yeah, it really makes me nervous because we could, at the end of the day, have Snell, Darvish, and Jack shit. Yeah, we really could. Well, I, I don't think they're going to be like. Listen, I, I'm going to go on record right now and saying like, I don't think he's a staff ace. I don't, I don't think he's going to be like the best pitcher on the roster. But I don't think what we saw in in a short two months with Paddock last year is indicative of what he's going to be. I, Paddock is, is a guy to me like we trade him. Now say that in Spanish for the Rasa threat. Well, oh, they already know. I've said this <laughs> I've said this plenty of times, you know, that Paddock to me is the type of guy we would trade, he would figure it out, and then we'd be pissed off we traded him. Like I don't think he's Andrew Kashner or like you know, he's gonna be homer prone because he's only a two pitch guy. Um and he throws a really straight fastball. Yeah. But I don't think his rookie year, which was the bigger sample, was a fluke. He went through a couple of homer prone, uh, see, uh, a couple of homer prone starts that year, and then figured it out. So I think long term, Paddock will be fine as like a number three or a number four. I don't think he's going to be the staff. He's a staff ace by default two years ago because we didn't have anybody. Um, we're also we're also hoping think, for Gore to come through. And I, I think if you had like out of the three, I mean, you you basically you're rolling the dice on three of them: Paddock, Gore, and. Uh, and Morahone, I think one of those three guys at the very least is going to be a number three starter. I think out of the three, two of them could be backhand guys. Like I, I think Morahone eventually, even if it's not for us, is going to be a major league starter. I don't know what his what that range is going to be. He and seems, see, I don't think he, I don't think he will be. See, I, I think he will be. I just think that the range of outcomes for him is is wider than the other two. Well, you go, we go right back to that window discussion in yeah. three years. Is he going to finish? Is he going to figure it out and be a reliable starter on I think, a championship I, contending team within the next as three a four years? Four or five starter, I think so. He has no history of yeah. being an established starter. Yeah, zero. That's true. Zilch. That is true. Nothing. But I do think of those three guys. That, that we're he has get a something. shit ton of yeah. potential and no track record. Well, that's why of of the three, he's the riskiest to me. I think the the only slam dunk, if they're actually none of them are slam dunks, but I think the only the guy that I would bet on most is probably Gore, just because of repertoire. And I know people said he took a step back last year. Like I'm not counting last year towards shit for minor league guys. Like they're playing scrimmage games. You know, he's playing scrimmage games against the same guys every single day. You know, there's I, I think most guys lost. You you have to shave or add on at least. A half a year of development time needed, uh, given the circumstances. And this year, you know, I think will be better because we're probably going to get some semblance of a minor league season. But I'm not worried about Gore. I, I think Gore is going to be fine. I'm not. Um, I'm not. Yeah. But I, I think mean. between Paddock and, and Morahone, yeah, Paddock has way or uh, Morahone is way more upside. I think Paddock is probably going to be the more reliable of the two. But I think between those three guys, you're going to get two at least solid starting pitchers out of uh, as soon as this year. Um, and I do have faith in Morahone. He looked. A lot better last year. It's not like he got yanked because he was struggling. He did. It's not like he yanked. The year before when he came up, he, get, he was getting yanked because he was struggling. He was clearly rattled. Um, whereas this year, he's just yanked because it's like, okay, it's time for you to go. You know, we got you through the one time through the lineup. That's what we wanted. Uh, it, it's time to go. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, that this year they give him a little bit longer release. And honestly, especially if they trade Davies and they don't go after another starter, which realistically, if they're trading Davies to try to cut – Darvish's contract in half, they probably don't have the payroll to go after another starter. They're going to have to get creative or be or rely on Paddock and Morahone and Gore and whoever the hell else can start um, in that bullpen so or out of that bullpen. And we we have seen you know it, it's not impossible for players to have huge leaps 
over the course of an off season. Yeah. It's not impossible. It happens plenty of times. So I would love for that to be Paddock. I would love for that to be Morahone. But I just feel like if you're go if you're going for a World Series to completely, you know, put everything all your chips into that. But are you going I, for it for just this year, or are you going to go? Because well, if they get Darvish, and, I mean Darvish and Snell are here for three years. I think yeah, but Darvish isn't getting any younger. He's not. Um, he's me what thirty five. Next year, yeah, he's got a lot of mileage from you know he's already been pitching. He's pitching in Japan for a long time before we got it. But again, even if he takes a step, like to me, Darvish is going to be like Verlander, where he's just good for a really long time, Um, and he's kind of uh, re-cemented himself after getting shellacked in the World Series by the Astros for reasons we now know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he's kind of re-cemented himself. Like, hey guys, remember me? I was really good. But he seems to me like he's going to be a Verlander type, where he's not a max effort guy. It's just natural velocity because of elite mechanics. Um, and he's good secondary stuff, right? He's not Nathan Eovaldi. He's got the fastball, and he's got to set up the fastball, and if he can, he's done. Same thing with Paddock. If the fastball's not there, he's toast. I, I think Darvish will be fine, at least for three years. Like, that's not that high a risk, especially if they're eating money. But You're, um, a, you're a Zips guy, right? You like the projections? Not really, because I don't think you can take a minor league player and take his numbers from the minors and project them to major leagues because there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Well, your people like them. Calculator. Like the Rasa thread? No, oh, the, the calculator, calculator crew. <laughs> <laughs> the Ross. You're like Mexicans? Huh? No. Hispanics? Latinos? Uh, Dan Zimborski, five minutes ago. Here's the, here's the Zips Padres post as Craig Meddy turns the pod off. <laughs> he says that they were already looking like a 93 to 96 win team oh. in the projections. This was before picking up Snell or Darvish, and Zips loves Kim. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that earlier. So if there's any year for Zips to be spot on, it sounds like Potters are a 100-win team. I saw another tweet earlier that it showed the the odds of the World Series odds. Padres have the second-best World Series odds behind the Dodgers. Yeah. I think we're closer to the Dodgers than the Dodgers want to admit, namely because Pham was not healthy at all last year. Like, he's coming off a right elbow surgery. Your right elbow, for anybody that, you know, has, has never hit or studied hitting, like, your top hand is the power hand. Like, you know, if, if you don't have any, if you have any injuries to your wrists, your hand, your elbows, like, you're not going to hit. I don't, it, it's, it's very difficult. That's why I was happy to eat crow that Tatis broke his hand. Yeah. And then he same. just came back like, like it was nothing because typically when you break your hand, um, your power is the last thing to come because it's your grip strength. You know, Fam hurt his elbow on his top hand. So we know he, can, he can't throw or he couldn't throw. Um, and it clearly affected his ability to elevate the ball and drive the ball because he hit the piss out of it. He was just being Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Everything was hammered just straight into the ground. So um, I think you get fam for a full year healthy. Kim, I think, looks like he's going to be an upgrade over Cronenworth, um, at least based on projections. And the projections are pretty, you know, they're pretty, I don't want to say conservative, but they're pretty, you know, realistic, I think. Uh, they're not saying he's going to be like the guy he was in the KBO. Where over here he'd be an MVP candidate with those numbers, hundred million dollar player. Yeah, basically, as Zimborski said. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's going to be more of like an above average, you know, everyday player, maybe borderline all star. But you had those two guys, and then you just added Snellzilla, baby. That's right. Uh, you know, that's a legit three staff base. three years. You don't have to worry about your one spot or your two spot. Nope. And three years, you can sit there and say Gore doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah, it's best, Gore can yeah. be your three and be a great fucking three. Yeah, and so. next year, if you have, you know, let's assume Lamette's wiped out again. In 2022, if they pull out the Darvish trade, now you have Snell and Darvish at the top of the rotation. 
and then you have Clevenger and Lamette coming back to hopefully give you 120 to 150 innings. Like, yep. it absolutely sets the Padres up. I think they are a lot closer than people might give them credit Dude, for. Dude, they could have won it last year if, if they had health. Yeah, there's, they had there's, health. There's no question it would have been a great series with Even the Dodgers. Even if Paddock so. wasn't... If, if Paddock dog was, shit. Yeah, if, <laughs> if he, he was rookie year shit. Paddock, right? If yeah. he was the sheriff, not the... You know, not the... Mall uh, cop. <laughs> not a mall cop. Elite not, security, yeah. jacking his dick at Qualcomm. Yeah, yeah. If, he was, if he was the sheriff and not, you know, elite security, I think they had a shot to get through that, maybe get through that series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when you lose your top two guys, but, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. With health, a healthy team last year, um, and hopefully a healthy team going in this year, even if you only have two starters, like I said, if you have two top-of-the-rotation starters, if they pull off this Darvish train, and even if Lamette's not healthy... Those are two games every five days that they have a legitimate chance to win that the odds are probably in their favor to win. Yeah. Because the offense with Kim, let's look at the lineup right now. Grisham, Tatis, uh, Fam. I think they're going to put Fam in the three-hole. They are putting him okay. in front of Manny last year. I can dig uh, it. And he, he walks, so yeah. let's get him, right? So Grisham, Tatis, Fam, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, Kim, Nola, ideally we'll have a DH, but if not, that's a he- Like their worst hitter in the lineup is Austin Nola, who's – Worst case scenario, a solid defensive catcher and an yeah. average hitter. Like, that's a that's a competitive lineup. That's gonna that's gonna play, even if you have, uh, if Lamette's wiped out, you still have Darvish and and Snell at the top of the rotation. You're gonna be in the game offensively no matter what, right? So if you could just figure out a three starter, if Paddock can come back and just replicate his rookie year, which was not amazing, it wasn't stellar, it was a solid rookie year. If you can replicate that. The Padres are easily a playoff team. Easily. They don't have to rely on Lament, but that's why I want them to go after another pitcher and comes back to, please try your damnedest not to trade Davies. Because they need something reliable. He's gone, dude. Yeah. Davies is gone. There's no likely. fucking question. Unless no the Cubs send money, which I don't think they're going to do. Yeah. So, anyways, I think it's clear that they're not going to make the trade while we're recording. Uh, um, so, I'll, I'll call Preller. I'll chew him out when we're done with this. But, um, yeah, I guess that's it. And, you know, even if, even if right now – Dennis Lynn breaks it because we know it would be Dennis. Yeah. Even if he breaks the trade, I feel we'll like we all. I feel like we already know the pieces of the trade, and we've talked plenty about it. Yeah. So we know it's going to be Darvish and Caratini to the Padres, which I love. I like the Caratini pickup, uh, and it's going to be Davies, Weathers, and probably two other guys. When I first heard the name Caratini, I knew nothing about him. I didn't even know his first name. I heard Caratini. I was like, "Is that Italian?" Because I was going to look it up because I couldn't wait to go and oh, clown on asked, Devin. Yeah, I just asked Devin. He said it's absolutely Italian. I was I was getting ready to clown on on. Uh, on Devin. He has the uh, memes ready. Yeah. He has the spider meme ready. Okay. So, all right. Well, do you got anything else before we get out of here? This trade isn't going down. So, uh, no. Well, if it goes down, uh, of course, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. And uh, we're not, re- we're, we're not recording. Yeah. There's no way. No. No, abso- no, no, no. Absolutely not. No. I'm not going to drive all the way back down here as I'm halfway up the 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Let's just, let's just say it right now. The trade, the trade is probably going to go down. We're very excited to have Darvish. It does give us a legitimate chance to win uh, this year and over the next three. And uh, I'm just interested to see if uh, they make any other moves, if they hold on to Crone. I mean, let's assume they're not going to make moves because if they're trading Davies to get Darvish, they're obviously they're starting to get thin on, on budgets. How good do you think they're going to be? Like what? Do you? Uh, they can trade other pieces. Like You could, you yeah. could probably get rid of Stammen. I'm yeah. sure someone would take Stanton. But for a starting pitcher, though, I don't know how much more they'd have left know. without really cutting into the depth. Maybe take a flyer on fucking Cole Hamels. I don't know. Yeah. I mentioned, I speculated, and I mentioned Chris Archer. 
Yeah. If he's your you know, five, who yeah. fucking cares? Yeah, if you want to give him a pillow contract? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I would be okay with If they had Darvish, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's... You, I don't think, you, I don't you think add, normal those are the type of guys worse but, than that. Yeah, Paxton. Those yeah. are the type of guys that you add them and you don't really expect much. Yeah, you give them the pillow, hey, come over here. You know, we got a good defense. We have a big ballpark. Uh, I'm sure Archer would love a big ballpark. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe they trade for Musgrove. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he's the next one to go. So we'll see. who knows? But anyways, uh, we we will see. Let me hang on. We're desperate, guys. We're hang on. Oh shit, dude! It's official. It's official. Do you see Dennis's tweet? No. It's official. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, hey, we'll check in with you guys. Um, you know, whenever something else happens, maybe uh, spring training. We'll see you then. But uh, it's impossible to get Danny to record. I had to drag him here. Uh, the only to get reason him to record, I am here so. is because they made the trade. Yeah. It's the only reason I, I was not going to come over here and talk rumors. Yeah. The guy barely even texts me anymore. It's, yeah. it's insane. So. I did wish you a merry Christmas, <laughs> and I'll probably wish you a happy New Year, and then you won't hear from me for a while. Well, that sounds great. All right, guys. Well, hey, we'll see you later. Uh, we're we're set up for success finally, and uh, I, I don't think Preller's done yet. So, uh, we'll see. But uh, we'll see you guys in the. You hurry it up. I want to go home. We're out of here.